This is the New Orleans Mafia Podcast with Leo Mixon. Where you at, Leo? Mafia Podcast. I'm Leo Mixon. I'm so glad you're joining me on this journey. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about who I am and what I'm doing here. Uh, most of my adult life, I've worked in film and television production. I've been an actor, I've uh, been on the production crew, I've written screenplays, and a few years ago, a gentleman approached me about turning the autobiographical novels he's written about his life in the New Orleans Mafia into a, a series of screenplays. And it just so happens, one, I'm a true crime buff. I've always read tons of true crime. It's just something I really enjoy. And I also grew up in Louisiana. So I grew up around, uh, around New Orleans, uh, both as a child and as a young adult. When I started reading his stories, I found out there was a lot about the New Orleans Mafia I had no idea about. I kept running into these things like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. The Mafia was behind that? Holy shit. So as I found all these facts that I didn't know about, I thought maybe there's a lot of other true crime buffs that might want to hear about this because I, I considered myself pretty well uh, knowledgeable about crime in Louisiana and I had no idea about tons of this stuff. So I wanna cover a couple of different things in the first episode. I'm just gonna be telling people about, you know what we're planning to do here. And the first thing this very important to know that I had no idea about is that the Mafia in America started in New Orleans. Yeah, that's not a joke. Um, most people think about Mafia, they think New York. But Louisiana had a Mafia presence and 30 years of history uh, before the first Mafia boss was found in New York City. Uh, pretty much earliest thing you get in New York is around 1890. Uh, earliest thing you get in New Orleans is late 1850s. There's no question that the Mafia did start in New Orleans. It wasn't for any, you know, distinct choice reason that they would, hey, would rather be here than there to do crime. It was just a lot of Italian immigrants, when they looked at moving to the United States, they wanted a, a climate that was a lot closer to Sicily. Uh, New York is very cold. New Orleans is kind of semi-tropical. So it, it worked a lot better for people who lived on a Mediterranean island. Now, another thing that happened in New Orleans that was very interesting is they had one of the most stable mafia families in the country going out through the 20th century. Now, the 1800s was, was pretty volatile there. There was even a, a time when some mafia leaders there got lynched. But going on through the 20th century, no... A uh, mafia leader in New Orleans got killed. Uh, they just, uh, one retired and uh, two ended up uh, getting involved with the law and, and uh, one was deported and one was sent to prison. But during the time that there's murder after murder after murder uh, in your other mafia families, New Orleans is just terribly stable. Now, because of that, New Orleans was able to build up some networks uh, that, that had a great amount of reach and influence. And the way they do that, that stability really makes that happen. When you don't have to keep introducing new people, um, they can build these long-lasting relationships that actually, you know, give them a greater amount of power. The other crazy thing that happened with the New Orleans Mafia 
uh, that's making this podcast interesting to me is that the New Orleans Mafia and Carlos Marcelo and specifically, they intersect with the JFK assassination. Now, you're going to have a hard time finding uh, people much more diligent than JFK assassination aficionados. These people have filed tons of Freedom of Information Acts. They've got all these FBI files released. And so there is a lot of paper on the New Orleans Mafia, both uh, before and after the JFK assassination. The things that you have to get across here, and these are the ones that, that were... Uh, uh, very, very interesting to me as I, as I was starting to do the research on these screenplays. One of them is most of the general facts about the mafia that people get are from TV and movies. Now, obviously, that's not a great place to get your information. Uh, TV and movies have to make everything seem a lot flashier than it, than it probably is. I found the mafia is both better and worse than you think it is, uh, depending on what operation you're talking about. Now, the other source that you get uh, is people who have made mistakes. Most of the people you've heard about in the Mafia are people who somehow made a mistake or got caught up in someone else's mistake. I, what I mean by that is there are tons of Mafia operators that are millionaires that have done wonderful in the business and have had long, uh, illustrious crime careers, and you've never heard of them because that's the way they, they want it. They don't want you to hear about them. Uh, the bosses, it's a little bit harder because you know law enforcement tries to make them uh, noticeable to the general public. But yeah, there's a lot of people that have been uh, serious mobsters for many, many years. You've never heard of them because they've never screwed up. Another thing that's important is the facts that we know from the Mafia themselves. Uh, people that have leaked information, people that have been caught on wiretaps, that sort of thing. I was surprised to find that most of that stuff is pretty specific to New York. You get the Mafia ceremonies, the way people are, are inducted or made, uh, uh, the way the, the family's structured, how it does business, and all of these things are very New York specific. Uh, Chicago had a completely different structure. They call themselves the outfit. Um, and even with Chicago, the, probably the only thing you know about Chicago is the Prohibition era under Al Capone, uh, which is like a six or seven year span. It's not, not very long. And New Orleans was a completely different structure. Uh, they came up first. They had different ways of doing things. We're going to talk about them uh, as, as the podcast goes on there. Um, New York was also, yeah, a lot of that information got out because they were the subject of a lot of major investigations and interfamily rivalries. And every time something blows up, um, then it, it makes the newspapers. And when it makes the newspapers, yeah, you hear about it and, and, and that's what you think the whole mafia is. But it's not. That's just New York. I wanted to cover what I'm going to be doing on some future episodes. Of course, we're going to have to do the JFK assassination. Um, how that intersected with the New Orleans Mafia, Sam Giancana from Chicago, uh, Santo Traficante from Florida. There, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, information to cover there. I've got thousands of pages of FBI reports uh, that go all about how the Mafia's involvement worked. So that's going to be quite a few shows probably. We'll probably have you know, three or four that break down the JFK assassination. 
I'm also going to look at some of the more uh, famous murders in New Orleans. Uh, while bosses weren't hit, they, there were other organized crime members that, that were hit. And so that's going to be an interesting thing. See, uh, see how New Orleans does murder differently than the rest of the country. I'm also going to evaluate the FBI files. And I think I've been able to uh, suss out who a few of these sources are that in the past have been um, unknown because they're only referred to as a number, uh, even in the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, yeah, so the, these were not revealed, but uh, knowing the family and, and going through this information, I, I think I found out who a few of them are. We're also going to do some detailed history, look back at, at the very early days of the Mafia in New Orleans, uh, how they clashed with law enforcement there and the, the crazy shit that happened with that. And, you know, we're going to do personality profiles of, of, the, of the bosses there. You've got, uh, you've got a few that are, that are very, very interesting. Um, we're also going to do uh, some, some fan-driven stories. I, I look forward to interacting with you guys. You know, you're going you're gonna to tell me what you want to hear about and uh, what your favorite stories are, or what you wish you knew more about, and we'll do some fan-driven episodes like that. We're also going to look at some of the major operations that I know about that happened uh, in the 20th century in New Orleans. Now, I do want to say I am not going into anything current. That's not in the scope of what I want to do. We're going to stop mid-80s. Uh, the end of the Marcello era is, is pretty much where we're going to stop. But there were some major operations that went on there. There were some ones that were, you know, pretty good. There were some ones that were absolutely awful. Now, at that point, let me say, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to uh, ambush you with anything terrible or horrible without letting you know first. I believe people get to make an informed decision. So I'm going to say, hey, you know, trigger warning today, we're going to be dealing with human trafficking and sexual assault, or we're going to be dealing with torture. You know, when it's stuff like that, I'll let you know ahead of time. Now, you just got to know that every episode is going to have, it's going to have murder, it's going to have corruption, it's going to have general crime. That's just the, the way that's going to go. So yeah, I'm not going to give a trigger warning for those. But, you know, anything above and beyond, I'll, I'll let you know about that. I'm also going to talk about, you know, my project. The, the film that I'm working on, uh, based on the life of a New Orleans Mafia uh, upper echelon guy. Uh, he, again, he's somebody you probably haven't heard much about. Because he had an illustrious career, never went to jail. Was in the Mafia from when he was, pretty much he was born into a Mafia family. And until he became an active uh, very late in life, uh, he bumped up against the cops here and there, but he never got arrested. He ne Well, I mean, he never got uh, arrested that it stuck. Uh, he was pulled in a few times, but, you know, that, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, the, the lawyers were able to, to fix it for him. Uh, a lot of the time, he was able to fix it for himself. The guy had a sharp, sharp mind. Still does. I talked to him weekly. Uh, the other thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do some book reviews. Uh, there's a few books out there uh, that talk about the New Orleans Mafia. And I think, hey, you know, let, let's talk about these realistically. Some of them do cover some good information. Some of them are just absolute fantasy, you know. And I, I think we're going to look at those and I think uh, you'll, you'll get a, a kick out of that. Maybe you'll want to go read them. Maybe you'll uh, know to avoid them, you know, depending on how that goes. So, yeah. That, that's what the, the, the future is going to look like. And, I, you know, I really want to thank you for you know, tuning in today, listening to what we're going to be doing. 
I, I look forward to interacting with you guys. Please, please reach out to me. Um, that, you look down there to show notes. It's going to have all the places you can contact me. Uh, look for New Orleans Mafia podcast on Facebook, um, at New Orleans Maf, M-A-F, on uh, Twitter. Uh, please reach out. Tell me what you want to hear about. Tell me if you liked one of our stories. Tell me if you didn't like one of our stories. I, I just want to know uh, where the people are. And thank you very much for tuning in today, and I look forward to talking to all of you soon.